On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have the one and only Eric Dick, the director of content over at Pilot House, who are responsible for spending roughly $25 million a year for their clients. But more recent, Eric is now the co-founder of the D2C, the premier newsletter for direct-to-consumer businesses that is blowing up. We dive into how his podcast is generating content, which is essentially feeding the beasts for their biz dev team, generating deals through the podcast. We dive into influencer marketing, how he creates rev share deals, and how he kind of comes up with creating equity deals with you know new partners versus coming in and taking existing equity. Make sure to tune in. This one's super juicy. Uh, and I made connections in the five years I worked at that company that have like totally informed the rest of my career. And it's interesting because performance marketing has also influenced my whole career. I started in the skeezy trenches of affiliate marketing, pu- marketing pushing toolbars, you know, pushing, you know, uh, Zwinkies and, and e-card, you know, Christmas e-cards through Google. Basically, I, I just basically got like an overview of every kind of traffic source, every kind of offer out there. Um, and because I've worked at, as an internal media buyer at this company, I've sort of always been an entrepreneur. That's one thing that's kind of interesting. I mean, I've just understood that term for the first time. Uh, I'm sort of a, an entrepreneur who functions within organizations quite often. Uh, and yeah, so I, I, I've done I've done a bunch of things. I, I've, I have been an entrepreneur before I've started my own company. I've actually exited uh, my, my own company, which was a, an ad network that was for uh, app developers specifically. Um, that was a, a win for me. But more recently, uh, like in 2017, I basically f- uh, founded a company called iStack Training um, and ended up doing live events all over the world, different courses, all about trying to build up the grassroots of this like e-commerce D2C marketing game. Listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, we are back in business with another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. We've got your host, Dylan Carpenter, in the house and the one and only Mr. Zach Johnson. What's good, man? Uh, legend of content marketing in the affiliate marketing space and now direct to consumer space. I've been a fan from afar, but uh, I'm excited to, to, to have him on. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have the director of content over at Pilot House. They're responsible responsible for easily spending two to three million a month on, you know, their clients' ads. Um, and more more recent, the co-founder of the D2C, the premier newsletter for direct-to-consumer businesses, the one and only Eric Dick. What's good, bro? <laughs> oh man, thanks for the intro. Uh, you know, life's good. Just just here in Victoria, British Columbia. Uh just on that on that content wheel, on that <laughs> weekly content wheel. I'm loving it. Yeah, and I mean, it's pretty interesting too. I mean, I think we met like two years, maybe three years ago over in Vegas. So it's kind of cool how it goes full circle. And you now have a killing bomb and pod, boom and podcast. So I mean, it's kind of cool how the podcast train's really been taken off for the biz dev side, the, you know, bringing on badass guests and whatnot. So it's kind of cool how our circles just kind of collided. <laughs> yeah, I've sort of done a podcast in the last three enterprises I've been involved with, basically, and they always... Uh, it's just such a powerful medium, the connection that you make with people, 
you know, the depth that you, yeah, the depth of the relationship you generate with people over podcasts when you, when you, when you have, when you're in someone's pocket for an hour and a half and they're, they're listening to your voice, right? Like th there's a real connection made there and it just spits off value for all kinds of, of things in your life. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge disciple of the podcast medium. Heck yeah. This one's going to be solid. So, I mean, you know, we'd love to dive in or we'll give everybody a little bit of background of kind of who you are, what you're doing at Pilot House to kind of give everybody some context and keep them up to date. Yeah. So my story, uh, you know, I've been in digital marketing since uh, 2006 when I joined a affiliate marketing company called Neverblue way back in the day. Uh, and I made connections in the five years I worked at that company that have like totally informed the rest of my career. And it's interesting because performance marketing has also influenced my whole career. I started in the skeezy trenches of affiliate marketing, pu marketing pushing toolbars, you know, pushing, you know, <laughs> uh, Zwinkies and, and e -car, you know, Christmas e-cards through Google. Basically, I, I just basically got like an overview of every kind of traffic source, every kind of offer out there. Um, and because I worked at as an internal media buyer at this company, I've sort of always been an entrepreneur. That's one thing that's kind of interesting. I mean, I've just understood that term for the first time. Uh, I'm sort of a, an entrepreneur who functions within organizations quite often. Oh. Uh, and yeah, so I, I, I've done I've done a bunch of things. I, I've, I have been an entrepreneur before I've started my own company. I've actually exited uh, my, my own company, which was a, an ad network that was for uh, app developers specifically. Um, that, that was a, a win for me. But more recently, uh, like in 2017, I basically uh, founded a company called iStack Training um, and ended up doing live events all over the world, different courses, all about trying to build up the grassroots of this like e-commerce D2C marketing game, working with inspired entrepreneurs from all over the world, uh, traveling around, collecting them in, in places and uh, delivering high quality content to them uh, through through these events and these courses, as well as the podcast that we did. Uh, and it, it basically it was an amazing two and a half years. It, it kind of ended up wrapping up. Uh, but this network that I built of these grassroots entrepreneurs has just been absolutely amazing to kind of keep in touch with, watch them grow. And then as I jumped in with Pilot House, which is oddly enough, an agency that started while I was renting space uh, from them. Uh, and these guys are also guys that I worked with at Neverblue to call back to my, you know, they, they were guys that I started with at Neverblue. They started this performance agency where they're really trying to merge the idea of performance and, uh, and agency. They have a really kind of unique model, you know, how they work. And they're really, they're really sort of pioneering, I think, like hyper, you know, growth in, in, in the agency through the, you know, using these principles, hardcore principles of performance marketing. Um, I joined them as an opportunity to kind of rekindle what I had, what I had built before. And so basically what we've started doing is build a, building a content brand on top of Pilot House, uh, you know, speaking to the D2C market, which is no longer just grassroots, right? The crazy thing with, with my, my trajectory is that I came from this grassroots place, but then I started a newsletter called D2C, directtoconsumer.co, if you're wondering. Uh, it started, started this newsletter and then everyone subscribed, not just the, the grassroots entrepreneurs, but Unilever and Coca-Cola and Red Bull and Disney and Bausch and & Loam and like, you know, every big company in the world realized that when COVID hit that their plans had to accelerate massively to go direct to consumer. Uh, and so we've just been like growing like crazy. It's been four months uh, of, of issues every week and we just hit 10,000 subscribers. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been a great milestone where we're, you know, covering most of our costs with, uh, with uh, sponsorships at this point. So the goal is to get that that sort of the, the company to to uh, you know revenue positivity and then produce info products to to really scale it. 
Uh, and I'm super excited to uh, to be a part of it. I'm super excited to be a, you know on the co-founding team of D2C as well, because it's going to be its own thing uh, sooner than later. And uh, yeah, super excited. I've built a, a small, great team that I love working with. And what's different now versus what with, with iStack is with iStack, it was me figuring out with a bunch of, you know, how to run, how to run these courses with, you know, maybe one other person. I have this team behind me now. And I also have the pilot house team behind me now. And I've been able to tap into their resources, to their marketers, to their designers. Um, and it's just been a, a, a great situation to, to work with friends and build something I'm really proud of, proud of, which is what I did with iStack as well. So uh, it's been good. Yeah, I love the name. I, I honestly like a pandemic hits. We see your ten years of growth in e-commerce, and Eric, the the content king, is like, oh, yeah, let's let's name a let's name a podcast after that. I mean, so much just goes into the name of, of the content, and it's just like D to C, man. It's like what everybody's talking about right now. And the design, I'll tell you, in terms of like insights for us, like we we've, we you know we, we I think we're probably about twenty or thirty percent organic, like from my network, and then just the organic growth, the, our referrals that we have as well in the newsletter. But a lot of it is with ads. But we're driving really cost effective ads, and we basically with with only a only a couple ads have ever worked. We've tried dozens, only a couple have ever worked. The the, the ad that worked for the longest, that's still working for about fifty percent of our growth, was a uh, was something that was the first ad we made essentially it was a, you know, a carousel that featured these really high end graphics. And that's, that's what I would say that we nailed, like the name we nailed for, for sure, direct to consumer and then D to C, but the, but the logo and just the visual identity of it as well, because most of our growth has come from Instagram. Most of our growth has come from Instagram stories. And it's just been the best place to hit people with like a really pristine, highly designed, you know, uh, experience. There's not a lot of information in our images. It literally, the ad that worked was just our logo in like five different treatments. And then we added text that explained what they were going to get with their, with the newsletter essentially. But just that like really, you know, bright visual experience in Instagram is the main reason for our growth so far. Man, that's, I, I think I had to have signed up like three months ago. And I, I look into those. So, I mean, I love it, man. Y'all are killing it with content without a doubt. Yeah. Thanks brother. Yeah. It's like I say, it's, I, 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 I don't write a lot. I write probably, you know, I, I get to, I get to do a lot of the fun stuff right now in the newsletter, which is fun. I get to do the gif. Like I get to do the weekly gif or I get, you know, I I'm doing the, <laughs> I'm doing the intros. I'm doing the funny bits kind of thing. And we have other writers who are writing these, these in-depth, uh, uh, you know, articles on, on things that we, we get from our staff members or things that we get from other people. We're also just taking, we realize that our podcasts are just these treasure troves of data and there are people like to consume data in multiple ways. And so if you've got someone spitting out value bombs in a podcast, we're paying someone, you know, a hundred bucks or so uh, to take that article and write a, you know, 500 to 750 word, like value bomb thing where they're, where they're teasing out every big idea. And then that stuff kind of echoes through our social media as well. Um, and so we're really finding a way, we're trying to eat the whole beast with the content. We're trying to get the most value of it across as many channels as possible. That's super interesting. Yeah. Cause we have like blogs going out and everything, but Thank God I'm not writing anything. It, it would crash and burn so quick if I was writing anything. <laughs> oh my God, man. That's not your area of genius. <laughs> no, I'm here to talk. <laughs> that's, man, that's super awesome. How, how big is your team when it comes to the whole podcasting? So the D2C as a whole. So it's me and another guy who's the who's the head writer, Kyle Guilfoyle, who's also on the podcast. Uh, and we're the only full timers on it, really. We have a video editor that we have about 50% of the time. Um, and that's it actually. Then we, then we have uh, a writer who we have on contract. Who we're probably going to be looking at bringing in soon. Um, but, but that's, that's the team so far. So it's really, really a, a skeleton crew, man. That's awesome. And you just hit 10 K congrats, man. That's sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you. So, you know, on the podcast, we love to dive into what's working, aka the rich ad, and what doesn't work, the poor ad. So, I mean, with what y'all are doing, what would you say is y'all's rich ad? What's working good for you? Well, I, I don't know. I, to this audience, so like for, for, for growing the newsletter, it's really been, um, you know, these Facebook ads, the referral program is going really well. But maybe for the audience, like, what's working best right now for the eight, like, you know, for, for pilot house where we're just absolutely, which, I, which I'm pretty dialed in with, um, you know, the stuff that's working well there right now is more luxury products. Our luxury products, our products that are, you know, that have higher AOVs are just absolutely crushing. Um, and it, and it's, it, it speaks to maybe what's happening into the market in the market a little bit where there is like further stratification between people between what people can afford what people can do the people that have disposable income have more of it because they're not spending it on as many other things uh, and so we're finding that these luxury products these products that are 150 200 300 aovs are are just really really crushing and really separating themselves so we're always looking for you know to work with clients that have those higher aovs and then also working with the lower t- the clients that don't have those AOVs to really aggressively bundle um, upsells, downsells, those kinds of things. So those those are the you know it comes back to something Muhammad Ali Agel said in this mastermind that I ran in 2017. Uh, and, and the guys from Pilot House, the founders of Pilot House, came to it, and I paid them in rent actually because I was renting <laughs> off space from them at the time. And, and Muhammad Ali just uh, Muhammad Ali Agel just said, yeah, just the he who pays the most for the customer wins. He didn't he wasn't the first to say it, but then he went on to give a like really in depth presentation into how um, he uses both pre-sale and post-sale content and architecture, essentially, just to maximize every AOV uh, when, when you have people going in there. Uh, you know, when you have people in that buying moment, it's just so important that you maximize what you can get out of them so that you, so that you can continue to give your campaigns le- legs, essentially. Ooh, when it comes to some of the brands y'all work with, can you share any of those names at all? Like, like, do you have any, like, real, like, I want to kind of check out some metrics for them, that one that stands yeah. Definitely all the ones on our on our website for sure, right? So we've got uh, uh, JBW is is one of our biggest ones, which is a diamond watch brand uh, that we've seen a ton of success with. Um, let's just see what else is on the website so I can make sure that everything is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was lurking through right now. Pilot House. Um, we have a big company. Uh, 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 let's see, case studies. Y'all that shoe company? What is it? Is it the V? Vessi. Vessi, I love. No, we're we are close. That like so the big the big secret about the podcast for us has been uh, that that it's become this major business development engine. Just last month, seventy uh, percent of the inbound leads to this agency were from the podcast and newsletter. Wow. Um, so not only is the yeah the company's really it's starting to you know get its own legs under it, but it's also like really providing a ton of value for uh, for Pilot House. So look, look after my bills is, is is one of our bigger clients, a big UK energy switching company. Uh, really an interesting model. They basically have a, the UK has a number of uh, energy providers that change their prices. It's a market system. And so this is like an AI system that basically just switches your rates all the time for the best rates automatically. And it saves people on average, you know, a couple hundred dollars a year, um, you know, up to a thousand dollars a year kind of thing. So it's just like this endless offer that we that we're able to run um, in the UK. So that's been a good one as well. Um, but a lot of, a lot of like, we've got, a, we've got um, apparel companies, we've got uh, some, uh, you know, supplement companies where we're just, we've just started to take some meetings. We've just started to get more notice from some of the, like some of the really big, you know, vanity e-commerce companies, like the ones you really want to work with, like not purple mattress, but like in that stratosphere. And we're starting to have those conversations. Those are long sales cycles we're finding. 
but uh but it's been amazing well you know we we have we have sales cycles that like we you know there was someone that i was sure a big a big name i was sure we were going to work with when we first got into the space and it was like a sure thing i was already i already spent the you know the uh my referral fee that i got on it basically but it's still (laughs) it's still in process now like six months later so so this this particular deal is uh is back and forth and it's just, I think, work as a as a full service agency that is able to take over so much. There's so many big conversations that happen. You know, we have a, we have a model where um, we 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 assess what what the client's needs are, and then we put specific. We have teams. We have all different teams built out. So depending on what the client wants, we build teams around around what what they want, uh, and. It ends up, and a lot of times, having conversations where there's a, a lot of conversations about whether we're taking over a, a brand's internal team, and, and and that just creates these longer cycles to, for brands to figure out how to bring on such a like a deeply integrated partner that we are. Out of curiosity, do y'all typically have you know percent of ad spends, percent of revenue? Like, how do y'all structure those kind of large deals? Every agency does it so different. So it's kind of interesting to you know see the insides. Yeah, totally. So the model is this something that Dave Steele uh, has really pioneered. I'm really excited about the way it blends performance and getting your ass covered, essentially. So essentially, the way it works for us is we have a retainer that is built on the cost of the team. So if you want email, if you want Facebook, if you want uh, like UGC, if you want a UGC team, if you want, um, I forget, I I think we have six different departments, basically, and they all kind of bolt on depending on what you're looking for. Um, and, and we don't make money on the retainer. We just cover the staff cost on the retainer. And then we only profit when the company's profit. Uh, so we basically then will take a percentage of ROAS essentially. So it's like a real hybrid play. We get our cut, we get our costs covered, uh, on the retainer. And then we only win when they win with a, with a percentage of ROAS. I like that. It's different. You don't really hear it too many people with with how Facebook's numbers are so wacky sometimes. It's it's almost a little sketchy on the robot side of things. <laughs> it is. It, it can be for sure. And and companies come in with different expectations, right? Like we have one brand, uh, an, an an exercise company that came in with like they're like we're crushing so hard right now because it's COVID and we're an exercise company. Uh, you know, our goals are you know four to one. You know, you need to you need to be and you know your your profit only starts everything above four to one. Uh, and I actually don't know how that one's going, but it's an interesting model because you don't, we only will make money on the clients that we crush for. If we don't crush, if, if they don't turn into a client, like our goal is to have a client spending hundred K with us a month, uh, within the first, you know, six months, basically, those are the clients that we're working for. And we just, and, and when we get those clients, because our model doesn't scale to the moon with spend, because it's so performance focused, what I'm finding, uh, in my six months with pilot house so far is, is we keep these clients, you know, obviously, and I feel like there's some, I think there, are, I, I feel like there are situations out there where you become a victim of your own success when, when you do really well with a client as an agency, uh, where they look at the check and they're like, oh my God, I'm paying these guys so much right now. And if it's not directly tied to performance, um, the other really cool thing that Pilot House does, and I, I think, uh, I think this is something that more, more people in, in, in the world need to think about is, is, is aligned incentives. So, so whether it's, you know, basically the way we work our model is all about aligning our, our incentives with our with our clients, but also we align incentives with our actual employees by basically saying every, you know, uh, of every dollar that is earned in that, we call it a performy and the performance, uh, incentive, the performy, uh, 30% of that goes to the team that works on your account as well. So it's a re- it's sort of like a, a stakeholder capitalism in a way where if you're, so we have this team of now 65, uh, you know, thoroughbreds here in Victoria, and they're just gunning at this as hard as they can, because they know, because our top media buyer makes like 250 grand a year. 
because he's just cr- he's he's on some of these huge accounts crushing day and night. And that every time I, I was talking with one of our one of my, one of my friends on the team, Liam, and he was just saying that that feeling when you get a new account because you just know that you have this opportunity to like significantly change your life, basically. And everyone on the team, from creative to copywriters to to these media buyers, are incentivized in that same way to be dogs on the bone. Uh, and it's been a really great recipe for rapid growth. I, as I say, I was employee number eighteen at the start of all this, uh, and uh, and now we're at sixty five. So it's been uh, it's been a wild ride. Freaking, especially with COVID, my gosh. Yeah. So it's quite a rich ad there. So let's dive into this poor ad segment. What hasn't worked, aka the poor ad. Oh man, you got a <laughs> you, you got a day. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's funny. Just <laughs> I, I fucked up something up pretty good uh, just this week or just uh, just on the 20th. Uh, I, I, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a creative guy. I'm a, I'm a writing guy. I'm uh, I'm not always the X's and O's guy. And, and I kind of went into our campaign, our campaigns on the 20th. I, we had we just started working with Pilot House. I, I was running the ads with with another guy for the first like 80 percent of our growth did, you know, did pretty well, I would say. Um, but we we've sort of moved it so that we're working with Pilot House now on it. And I saw an alert on the accounts on on our on, on our pixel. I went in and I created a block list of like I, I basically created a, a list of, of of approved URLs that we would accept traffic from, thinking that's what I had to do. But really, I just blocked everything else, and we haven't been getting data for the past three days. We couldn't figure out why, and it's because I did it. So that was my that's my poor dad thing is poor ad thing was actually just going into the back end and fucking with the pixel and not asking anyone else to check it. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I bet that was just people out. Amateur hour over here. Yeah. That's great. I love it, dude. Yeah. That's oh my tough. gosh. That effing sucks. But and so I had to own up. I had to I had to use the Ralph Wiggum gif of I'm helping to like yeah. own up to it after after we figured there it you out. Go. I'm helping. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, so that's there's not a lot of learnings there other than don't be an idiot. But uh, uh I'm trying to think of other things that 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 haven't worked. Um I will say one thing. I would say like one thing about the iStack experience that didn't work was was uh, that we would because we were making we were bringing in outside practitioners to be our experts in a lot of those cases. We ended up having to pay them too much. We ended up, their margins of like the rev share deals we had with those with those outside people away from the core platform ended up being too much of a drain on our revenue. Uh, so I feel like that that working out better rev share deals with education partners. That's again, that's not really an ad thing necessarily. No, I've actually heard a lot about that. What do you think is the right number to do from a rev share standpoint with education partners? Yeah, so we we started it just because we we were fresh out the gate. We had no idea. I was actually working with people, you know, like directly every day on making this happen. So we just went 50-50. 50-50 out the gate worked on a couple of these projects. Um, but over time it was, it was way too much. We ended up by the end of it, we were down to 30% for the creators, but I feel like there's even, you, you need to find even, I'd like to know about what founder does. Um, I, I feel like founder is the person to look at about how to do that in the space right now. We're lucky cause we're bringing on people. One of the neat things that, that we're, we're doing is we're, we're adopting our next uh, course, which is at learn.directtoconsumer.co slash influencers, influencer marketing course that we're really excited and we're not filming it ahead of time. We're doing it as a live three day challenge. This is one thing that I'm really excited about this evolution of the course model, where this is something like Roland Frazier's Epic challenge, right? Where instead of slaving in front of the camera for 50 hours and getting every shot, right, getting it lit, putting it all together or whatever, we're just going to create the story with our speakers 
and then make sure everything is covered and get it covered. The course is done when the, when the event is done and then everyone gets the replays as well. And then you get that live interactivity. You get the kind of community feeling, uh, you know, our course is all about getting people who haven't mastered affiliate marketing, um, into testing, sorry, not affiliate, uh, influencer marketing, people who haven't really leveraged proper influencer marketing in their funnels through white listing and dark posting. Uh, this is what this course is sort of all about. And by the end of it, you will have launched your own, um, white uh, dark post campaigns, um, and actually have gone through this specific workshop designed to get you like fully up to speed in, in influencer marketing by the end of it. And we've been able to bring in people who are interested in raising their own profile, for this and and not even not at this point interested in being compensated so right now that's the best model um but but yeah if you're going to build a, a course which does take a huge amount of work um yeah it's something you really have to decide with the with the person you're working with but i'd aim for 25 percent if you're a platform 20 25 30 percent there, there it is that's the number yeah i i, I think that's it, even generous honestly I, yeah maybe um, eh? yeah it's scale right like if you yeah i mean yeah I would, I would agree with that. <laughs> Let's say 15. It's, you're working a course with Zach. Watch out. He's going to. Yeah, I guess I was just looking at um, digital marketer. You know, they I think their first like. Yeah, I think they were up there on RevShare deals with their courses. And I think now, like if they do something with you. Like, I don't know that they do a lot of those rev share deals, like even at all. It's anymore. an evolving thing. You got, and you got to flip the script, right? You got to, you build up your brand to the point where you're making the terms, right? I just, just, just these things evolve over time um, yeah. and yeah, start yeah. where you got to start to make a deal and then see where it nets out. Yeah. That's oh, cool, man. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card. The only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend in partnership with MasterCard. And if you are an aggressive affiliate dealing with dozens of ad accounts, or you are in gray hat or black hat verticals, such as drop shipping, CBD, or other verticals where you're dealing with ad accounts getting shut down, business managers getting shut down, or even de-platform from platforms like Facebook and Google, then you absolutely need to check out Funnel Dash's ad card. We give you unlimited free virtual debit and credit cards. So you can have a dedicated card for every single ad account campaign. And you can attach any name and address in the US so you have complete anonymity on the card and at the card level. Plus, one of my favorite features is that you don't have to pre-fund or even top off like most typical virtual card solutions today. So if this is you and you're operating these verticals, whether you're an agency or an advertiser, then check out AdCard at FunnelDash.com. Well, one of the things that we like to dive into the show is talk about really bridging the, the gap between the world of advertising and the world of finance. And I'm curious, you know, with the with the the world you're you're operating in what are some of the trends you're seeing right now in terms of how entrepreneurs are managing their cash how they're you know investing into the growth of their business and some financial principles or or, or disciplines it's a good question this is this isn't actually this is why i should start listening to your podcast a little bit more i feel like <laughs> I, yeah i don't know that i have a ton to offer on the the deep financial literacy side um i as especially as an entrepreneur, right? So like I, I have, you know, I'm always in the companies that I've been involved with, I'm always keeping a PL. Um, and I'm always, you know, I'm I'm always projecting out um and and aiming for these these big wins. Uh but for like for me personally, like I, you know, I I'm someone who's who's really interested in in a, in a balanced portfolio. 
between uh, I, I'm also someone who's who's interested in physical assets, uh, things like gold and silver right now. I, I, I which is kind of a little bit crazy, but I but I think we're in kind of crazy times, um, and so I feel like there's a little bit of hedge that, that that's sort of necessary there. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm just. It's funny. I have a bunch of meetings this week just because we're we're in the process of taking D2C into its own into its own company. So I think this is, this is like a major prerogative for me to get you to get. Well, let's actually dive into that for a second. So let's yeah. just say because you you know because you've you've t- you've taken some learnings from from uh, from iStack a little bit. You know what you wouldn't do again, or some things that you would want to watch out for. I think we all take that from every single initiative and every single partnership, but. How, what are some, some things that somebody should take into consideration or use to qualify before really spinning up a new entity with a company, right? Cause like your, your partners is like, like, let's just, I mean, we don't have to go into like your whole partnership, but like your, your kind of your sweet spot is like, Hey, I'm going to go partner with XYZ company and I'm going to operate almost like a GM, like this whole uh, division, right? So, how, what are some of the things that that would be red flags? Um, I got a good one for, for deals like that. Yeah, phantom equity. <laughs> Whoa, uh, phantom! You don't want phantom equity. I don't even know if it's a real thing. Phantom equity. Oh, it's a totally a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, it, it ghost. I'll say it definitely ghosted on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I was involved in in one of my enterprises where uh, where I had phantom equity. And ultimately, there's there's no hard feelings because the company did not ever achieve the level of profitability over time where the equity would have manifested into something being worth Phantom, having. Just give everybody like an overview summary of like what Phantom Equity is. Yeah, it, I it, mean, you, you can t- take a stab at, it and then I'll, I'll kind of fill in some of the gaps. If yeah, you that's want. a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So it's basic. It's basically equity that that doesn't exist uh, until. Uh, until the event of a sale, essentially, it's basically it's a it's a it's a kind of equity that like collapses into existence in the event of a sale, based on a, an evaluation of the the role and the value that your piece played in the sale. Is that is that sort of that's how I understood? Yeah. It. So it's almost like like more commonly, it's like an options package. So like stock options is what everybody understands, or it's like you're going to put in X date and time. And then you have this, you know, right to exercise your option to buy um, stock. What, what phantom stock is, is, or you know, it's called a synthetic stock. Is this? Um, is yeah? There's less of the optionality. It's more of like this grant, but there's no tax you know liability around um the phantom stock so i feel like we should insert like a disclaimer here of like eric dylan and i are not attorneys so like <laughs> accounts or whatever diligence advice but um you know there's some interesting people you know that try to get really creative with phantom stock where it's just like hey eric you're putting in uh you know six figures of value of sweat equity into this and we don't want you to have a tax event by us granting you equity and you're not, we don't want you to give you an option because you're more valuable than like having the option. Um, so anyways, it's, it's I think it's it was the way. right situation in that, in that yeah. period. But, but this, this time we're, it, it, uh, there's a, a different approach basically. 
uh, with uh, you know good faith equity granted from from you know what's already been achieved and acquired, uh, which which has been and that to me is, is really important uh, having that out of the gate and then setting basic milestones uh, to achieve the rest. So so and they're and they're ones that I'm fully in agreement with and believe I can crush and all these things. So I so I feel like uh, yeah I feel like the situation I'm I'm in uh, at this time is, is quite a bit better. Um, yeah, with- basically you have a you have a grant on. It's all, you know, this is all basically earnings, right? <laughs> I've never even heard of the phantom equities. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning <laughs> something new. <laughs> That's it, awesome. It ghosted. It was, it's, it was, it's, <laughs> it ghosted you. <laughs> it ghosted me, that one. That's that's uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. So, what what are some of the things? What would be like some green lights of of what would you do? Like, what are you looking for um, in these types of partnerships? Yeah, for, that, like, for, uh, for me, like I, you know, since since I've gotten into this, I've been a dad, right? Right, right. Since the beginning, I've got a family, so I've always been like focused on, and and I've because I've always been an entrepreneur, I've I've been focused on like, okay, I'm getting my my ends covered basically, uh, and then. Yeah, and then just finding people that you you can really add value. The reason that this is working so well with Pilot House is it's like I didn't have to build this company from nothing and no earnings, like and and have it be a total uh, negative on the balance sheet for Pilot House because ever since I started it, it was already providing measurable valuable for Pilot House with the business development. So it was a really cool opportunity to kind of like gestate this business inside of this growing business, provide it so much value that it, it doesn't it doesn't affect my eventual equity position, if you kind of know what I mean, uh, because it was providing so much value uh, this whole time. Um, yeah, and and so now it's going to be able to spit out on its own and still provide value, but but figure out a way to be properly compensated. That's the one thing we're trying to figure out right now is like, what is a conversation with Unilever worth? Or, you know, like what what is if we if once this becomes a new company, how do we continue to incentivize it to be um, a, a business development engine for this for the agency? Uh, and that, that's something that we're we're kind of continually working on as well. So, so yeah, so like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really nuanced stuff, right? You're not going to, until you're in a situation. Um, the, the, the thing that was really interesting to me was the very first conversation I had with Dave uh, Steele from Pilot House when we were talking about like, you know, we, we, he sat down, he's like, everyone, he's like, before you even say it, because, you know, I, I'd been in the space a while, I knew I could provide a lot of value. I was interested in having an equity conversation about Pilot House. Even, you know, they were not 65 employees, they were 18 employees. They were, you know, still doing really well uh, at that time. But he's like, before we talk about equity, he's like, everyone wants a piece. Everyone wants a piece of equity. He's like, why don't we talk about instead of like how you can get a piece of equity of pilot? I was like, why don't we talk about building equity together? Why don't we talk about building more equity? And so that's kind of what we're trying to bring with Pilot House. Like whether it's, you know, we try to hire entrepreneurs uh, in a way and, and we want to continue to be able to do that. But then we want to find ways and be able to build systems where we can build equity yeah. together. Yeah, no, I, th- I think... Um... I think that that's awesome. I love that that narrative. Like, how can we build equity together? Right. right. This is split up existing equity or whatever. Totally. You know? It you know it's something that I had to deal with very early on with with Funnel Dash was like, you know what what percent you know do I get? What percent do I you know? And, and my uh, answer was basically always just like defer, right? Like, hey, you know. We just start working together. Like you might be out the door here in three to six months. Yeah. And um, and I've had like really high level consultants that are just like, yeah, I won't consult without equity. I'm like, okay. Damn. 
and then Bye. they'll and then they fold and they're like, all right, I'll do consulting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it is um I love the idea of and, and I had this I had this relationship, you know, when I because I started it with an agency and then I basically spun out funnel dash and I had prospective partners in that agency that I had to create the line on with funnel dash. And now, um, there's opportunities to create other entities and other businesses around what we're doing with ad card and ad capital and, and the rich ed poor ed podcasts. Um, but in order to like finding the right entrepreneur or the, the right partner that can bolt onto that business and actually drive revenue and like own it that's that is uh it's a very special thing that you have there Eric, of like this entrepreneur and the fact that you own it and you accept it and it is it is a playbook right like i mean coming in and leveraging a lot of existing assets to to spin up new entities is generally like a smart entrepreneurial play like in general and way less risky than starting from scratch yeah it's it, th this has been a real hack for me to be like it was interesting with with Isaac to start it from scratch uh, and really just and and again I had the benefit with Isaac of also working because they ha they also had a forum they had a, they have a great community like that I obviously benefited from from that the existing assets that were that were handed off for me to run in that case with Isaac I was actually handed off a, an individual course to run um, and, uh, and and so yeah so like. It's it's really hard to know. Istack did it really well. I'll tell you with their with the, another guy that they hired, who's now who's basically running AdWorld and a bunch of other things. Named Chad, Wil yeah, do you know Chad Wilton, Dylan? He's he's an ultimate entrepreneur as well. He's he's really run with the affiliate world business in in a, in a really commendable way. I'm super impressed. Uh, he was a referral for me. He's a friend of mine from Neverblue. Oddly enough, you you, you might remember, um, but he kind of came on as an entrepreneur to run um, to run iStat or to run the, the conferences basically. And I remember them making the decision between him and this other guy who was like a, like a dyed in the wool black hat affiliate, like enter, you know, he built this empire in Germany and he was the other guy they were kind of looking at as, as to kind of take, taking this over. And they ended up taking over this, this guy that was his first opportunity at being an entrepreneur. He was, he'd been a great employee for a while. Um, and I think they actually just hired him as an employee and he's probably pushed his, he's pushed his way into the conversations by now, I'm sure, um, to, to be an, to be, to be an owner there. But I thought that was an interesting dilemma to go between this like hardened visionary, uh, black hat, you know, really what ca character of a guy, like a real sort of caricature of an entrepreneur in a way of a way. And, and then this, uh, Chad Wilton guy, who was a very green uh, employee had not been a, a entrepreneur before, but they could see that he had the hunger and the right thing that, you know, the right, the right you know, materials. Right. 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 The good, the, the right stuff, the right. The right stuff. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I love it, man. Well, Eric, tell me a little bit about what you've got going on right now and how we can support you. Yeah. So, uh, if anyone is interested in this whole, like crazy direct to consumer space, like we put out about 3,500 words a week of, uh, really in-depth uh, training materials, essentially tales from the front lines of the agency, interviews with high-level brand owners, um, and, and other sort of research pieces that we put in there really just keep you up to speed with what's happening in the direct-to-consumer space, what's happening uh, 
you know, in, in specifically in the customer acquisition side of the direct to consumer space is really where we focus. It's really for the marketers operating in the D2C space, fair enough to say, vert ultimately versus the D2C brands and owners themselves. Well, it's really, it's a really good mix. Like I would say like, you know, 40% are brand owners. So, so depending on, yeah, we definitely because brand owners think about marketing all the time, right? Like brand, most brand owners I know are are really dialed into to what's happening on the marketing side. Um, so we definitely have a lot of brand owners as well. Uh, and then we're launching this course uh, at learn.directconsumer.co/influencer. Maybe we can include the links in the show notes. Uh, you can join the waiting list right now to uh, join our inaugural course. Uh, I've been involved in digital events before. I've been involved in in putting on high value events, and that's the one thing I'm sort of very confident in my ability to do is put and maybe Dylan can attest to this is put together a really high value group of people uh, and and make make you know great valuable learnings happening in that environment. That's that's really one of my one of my superpowers. So I'm super excited to kick that off on November 10th to 13th. I, I love it. The events are a blast. Meet great people. Tons of value provided, and it's a great time. So I mean, it's it's a win-win. Win. <laughs> when can we do it again, fellas? When can we get together in person again? When is this madness going to be over? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Well, Eric, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. A lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been great. Heck yeah. Well, cheers. for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ed podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoored.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-.com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ed book to learn more about the book go to richadpoored.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.